Folks, it's always great to have guests on the Irish NFL show. And this week, we're sort of looking at different teams. We're going to look at the New Orleans Saints, obviously coming over to London. And we're honoured uh, to welcome, look, the Executive Vice President and General Manager of the New Orleans Saints, Mickey Loomis. Mickey, it's uh, a warm, warm welcome to the show for you. Well, thank you. I appreciate being on with you guys. And uh, look, I was fortunate a few years ago to come over to Ireland and play some golf and I and, uh, had a great experience. So I'm excited to be on with you guys. It's a really exciting time uh, for fans in Ireland. Obviously, we were talking off camera. We got the, uh, Mr. Whelan now playing with the Saints as well uh, currently. And you talked a little bit there about being over in Ireland. Do you have any Irish heritage or relations as well, Mickey? Well, not that I'm aware of, but um, yeah, I can't say that I do. I wish I did. Well, you're you're always welcome on the, the little green island, Mickey. And um, you've been in the, the role with the Saints for um, 20, 20 years now, and we have been fortunate. We spoke to, uh, spoke to the now former, I suppose, general manager of the Steelers, Kevin Colbert, and we spoke to Mark Murphy, the executive president with the Packers. You combine both roles, so we can only imagine how busy you are. But if we take you back to when you began uh, in uh, 2002, like that first decade, Hurricane Katrina, hiring Sean Payton, um, signing um, Drew Brees, playing in Baton Rouge, winning the Super Bowl. I mean, what a what an opening decade to, to your, your job. Can you talk to us a little bit about like what that first decade was like when you took it over and, and how things played out? Yeah, well, look, I actually came to New Orleans in 2000. Um, I had been with the Seattle Seahawks for 15 years. Uh, then that team changed ownership and uh, I was out of a job for about a year and a half. And one of the guys that I worked with, Randy Mueller, um, became the GM in, in uh, New Orleans in 2000 and brought me with him. So I was here for two years before I became the general manager. And um, we, had, we had some immediate success. Um, in 2000, went to the playoffs, um, won the first playoff game in, in franchise history and, and was off to a good start. And then in 2002, um, you know, that, that changed. I became the GM and, and look, we had, some, we had some struggles. We were in that seven and nine, eight and eight kind of range for a couple of years. And then uh, in 2005, we felt like going into the season, we had a pretty good team. But uh, Katrina came and, and just turned the franchise upside down. And uh, at the end of that season, we made a change. Um, we're lucky enough to hire Sean Payton and even luckier to get uh, Drew Brees to come in and, and sign with our team. And then, and then uh, uh, you know, the rest is kind of history. But, but it was, uh, we had some tumultuous times early on, and yet we also had some early success and, and hit on a great coach and a great quarterback. And if you have those two elements, then the rest of it kind of falls in place. Mickey, you don't stay in your position for all those years without building up some great relationships. And over the past couple of years in particular, you know, Tom Benson has passed away. Uh, Drew Brees has since retired. And obviously, of late, Sean Payton has stepped away from being a head coach, from your point of view, as how, how have you managed those situations from a personal standpoint, being probably good friends with these people? And then obviously in terms of looking forward for the Saints. Yeah, look, I, you know, I would start with Tom Benson because, you know, the one thing, you know, one thing you can't ever repay is when somebody gives you an opportunity that can change your life. And, and um, 
look, Tom Benson gave that to me and believed in me, even through some rougher times when maybe other owners would have made changes. And so I miss him dearly. He was a uh, um, really great man. He had a lot of wisdom, um, was a great businessman, uh, um, but also was a great steward of the franchise in terms of you know, how much he loved New Orleans and, and wanted the team to be successful here. And, and when we were successful, I think he was more excited for the community than he was for himself. And so miss him a lot. Uh, and yet I also would say that um, Mrs. Benson, his wife who has taken over as the owner has been every bit as good. She's fantastic. She, she gives us everything we need in terms of resources and support uh, to be successful and, and, um, you know, that's where any successful franchise is going to start is with the ownership. And we've been really fortunate here to have great ownership uh, in the entire time I've been here. Um, yeah, look, Sean Payton is a great coach and uh, became a great friend, is a great friend of mine. And so I miss him. I understand, you know, with the pressures that being a head coach is in the NFL and any professional sport for that matter. Um, you know, 15 years, 16 years is a long time uh, for him to be in that role. And he needed a break. And, and, and uh, you know, he said, look, if he was going to coach this year, he'd be coaching for the Saints. So it wasn't a matter of him not wanting to be with the Saints. He just needed, needed that time to kind of get recharged. And, and look, it might be one year. It might be two years. And, you know, who knows? Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I, you know, we're going to miss him and we're going to miss, uh, um, you know, the leadership that he provided, but he left in place a great culture. And, um, you know, we hired Dennis Allen, who, who um, really Dennis, like he said, was on a 12 year interview with us. He'd been here 12 of the last 16 years and, you know, knows and understands the culture and the things that were built and is ready to add on to that. And, and uh, we don't need a wholesale change. We just need his stamp uh, uh, on this, this uh, franchise and he'll put it, he'll put it on, uh, on the franchise in a good way. Mickey, while no team in the NFL has a divine right to win a Super Bowl each year, I haven't told uh, a lot of people this. The first game that I actually watched was that Super Bowl in the 09 season ever in the NFL. So I, I'm a quite sort of latecomer in comparison to these lads here. It's hard to believe the Saints haven't won a Super Bowl since then. And there's been you know, some close, some controversial decisions on, on the field since then. I guess for you, 15 years in your role, does the desire to get back to that point just grow stronger and stronger each year now? Oh, absolutely. Um, man, I think Sean described it one time as, you know, like if you give your dog um, dog food every day and then one day give him steak, all he wants from that point on is steak, right? Well, that's kind of the way the Super Bowl is. Once you've been there, you just, it makes you want it more. It doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it's not satisfying in terms of, it is satisfying in terms of the accomplishment, but it's unsatisfying in, in the sense that, man, you want to get back there, you know, every year. And so um, we've had some opportunities. You know, one, one thing I understand uh, being in the league as long as I have is how difficult it is to A, go to a Super Bowl and B, win it. Um, but we've had, listen, we've had good teams. We've knocked on the door a number of times since 09. Um, I would say that our 09 team wasn't necessarily the best team that we've had over the last, uh, uh, you know, 15 years. Um, 
but we've had you know a, a couple calls go against us in games where we had the opportunity maybe to get to the Super Bowl, and then we've had a couple plays that we didn't make at the end of games that could have got us to the Super Bowl. And, and look, that just happens. Um, you know, that just happens because the margin for success or failure in our league, winning and losing a game is is uh, so small. Mickey, I suppose, look, one of the most important roles um, for any general manager is the draft. And you have had incredible success. Obviously, 2006 and 2017, jump out Bush, Harper, Colston, Lattimore, Ramshack, Kamara, Hendrickson, and there so many others throughout the years. Can you talk to us, I suppose, a little bit for fans just to get a peek behind the curtain in terms of how do you approach the, the draft and how do you how do you make the decisions about like when to trade, when to move up and things like that? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it starts with having a staff, uh, you know, your college uh, scouting staff being um, a talented group of evaluators, which we have. Um, and then, you know, we're, we're big believers in having our coaches involved in the process and, and ultimately making sure that each evaluation of every player, we have a vision for how that player is going to fit into our offensive or defensive scheme. And I think that our coaches and personnel people do a great job of, of um, understanding what we want here, uh, the characteristics of a Saints player, and then getting those guys identified. Um, I think for us, my, you know, our philosophy in terms of, of getting a player is we're going to fall in love with some players and then we're going to go get them. And so that's why we historically, we trade up to get players we don't very often trade back. And, and I, look, I just believe that, yeah, I understand you can get some, some assets when you trade backwards, but I always feel like, well, what am I giving up? I'm giving up the opportunity to get a better player, which, you know, if we believe in our evaluation system, which we do, um, the higher graded players, you have to go up and get them. And so that's what we believe. And, and it's been, um, you know, we've had some success with it. We've had our failures too, but um, in general, that's what we believe in. Mickey, one of the standard points I felt from the, the most recent draft a couple of weeks back was from the, not so much the first round, but the, la the latter rounds from third round onwards, you, you essentially went defense all the way down. And, you know, the Saints over the past number of years have had a very strong defense. And I'm just wondering what the, the top process there, was it more so to kind of build up in terms of the numbers in which you have, or, or more so was it those particular players that were earmarked essentially for, for the team? Well, this, first of all, this is the first time in, in a long time that we've had a defensive head coach. So <laughs> part of that is that we have a defensive head coach. I think it is a little more of influence in terms of, of defense and offense. But look, in the first round, we took two offensive players. And so, um, you know, part of that is, you know, it's always this philosophy of you want, you want to take the best player available, regardless of position, you know, the highest graded guy, that's what you want to take. But usually, uh, particularly in the first and second round, you've got a group of players that are all kind of graded in the same area. And then you pay attention to what positions you need the most. So consequently, uh, we got a receiver and, and an offensive tackle in the first round this year. As we got to the second round and below, we were really just, you know, going, going based upon our board. And, and uh, when we took those players, they were the highest graded guys that we had, um, 
you know, at the time we were picking and they just happened to be, you know, defensive players. Um, we could, it wasn't by design. It was more by, um, you know, by coincidence and the fact that that's the way we had them graded. Mickey, the schedule's out. It's been out uh, for a, well, a week now at least. And we've known for two weeks that you guys are going to play the Vikings in London. There's a lot of uh, who that nation in, in Ireland, the UK and Europe. A lot of people are very, very excited for this game. Uh, you know, look, being to London twice, 2008, 2017, how excited are you and the team to travel over here again? But this time, Mickey, you're playing in the stadium that's been specifically designed for the NFL. And we've all been there for the games last year. It really does set us off apart. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, look, I got I got a chance to uh, tour that stadium um, the last time we were there. I think it was just it either just been completed or getting close to completion. I can't remember if it was completely done the last time we were uh, we played in London, but I, I did get to see it. It was fantastic. It is fantastic. We've had you know we played there twice. We've had um, two great experiences. You know, we, we've come over for the entire week, both times, um, our players, our coaches, our staff, we've enjoyed it. Now, part of that is we've won those games. So when you win, obviously it becomes an enjoyable experience, but we're looking forward to coming. Uh, it's a good team building uh, week for us because our guys are, you know, all together. They, they uh, um, you know, they're spending 24 hours a day together when we're over there and, and it's been a great experience. We have, we're going to have a lot of people travel from new Orleans, um, to London. Uh, and so we're really looking forward to the experience. Mickey, you mentioned team building there, and I suppose we talked a little bit about the draft and the philosophy um, of the, the Saints, but I'm wondering in terms of kind of team construction, every year you've got the moving parts, you know, contracts ch changing, people moving on, you've got to sort the chemistry between the players, the chemistry between coaching staff and players and the front office. Can you talk to us, I suppose, about how, how you approach that? Yeah, look, I think... I think we believe the most important thing that we can do is, is have a, a great locker room in terms of, you know, the people that we bring in. This is, this is, you know, like many businesses, a people business. And yes, you know, we want, we want uh, players and coaches and staff people with great talent, but we also want, and more importantly, we want people that are great employees, that are great teammates, that, um, that are unselfish in terms of, of their personal goals and wants versus the, the team needs. And look, when you have that, which I, I believe we have, then you have a group of people that love working together, that look forward to coming to work every day and that ultimately that's gonna lead to success. And that's kind of our formula. It's been our formula. And, um, you know, I'm pretty proud of the fact that when, when players, when coaches, when people leave our building, um, you know, to go on to other things, you know, I always hear about how great their experience was with us. And so that's just, that's just creating a good environment here, not just for players and coaches, but for our entire organization. Mickey, you, you touched on Dennis Allen, obviously taking over from Sean Payton. And there was obviously some really good candidates that were essentially interviewed for the role externally. But I think, you know, the transition from a, a head coach after so long to a new head coach. How I suppose how important was it in the in the decision making the fact that Dennis Adams was in house and he would have worked with Sean Payton for so many years together. 
Yeah, well, um, yeah, I think it was important. I, you know, we went into that interview process and, um, you know, we had some different criteria. Looked at the, every candidate that we interviewed um, and we really, you know, had some pretty extensive talks with six different candidates. They were all fantastic. I could have picked any one of them and been really excited about, uh, uh, about their opportunity uh, with us to be successful, um, and they all they all had, you know, they all had um, particular skills that would have fit us. Uh, you know, again, I can't I can't say enough good things about every candidate. But ultimately, um, you know, ultimately Dennis's qualifications, his familiarity with us, his. Ex experiences first time around as a, as a head coach, which wasn't successful, but was still valuable. All, all those things came into play uh, when we made the final decision. But, but look, we could have went with Aaron Glenn or Darren Rizzi or, or, or Brian Flores or, or uh, Eric Bieniemy and Doug Peterson. I mean, every guy was, was really impressive and, and uh, all of them will be head coaches. Uh, some of them are already, and, and uh, uh, Doug is already, and, and I know Aaron Glenn and Darren Rizzi and Brian Flores, they'll be head coaches again. Just finally, Mickey, it's always been very evident how much the Saints mean to the community. Um, and did that factor in any way into the recent signings of Tara Matthew and, and Jarvis Landry, who are both returning to the area with their LSU connections? Yeah, well, look, that's not necessarily by design because the first thing we want is and these guys are really good football players that can help us that's the most important thing um the fact that they're from you know from louisiana that they're lsu players that that's a that's a nice little benefit um and i think probably more important to our fans and to them personally uh than it is to us as you know, when we're trying to build our football team, but it, it, look, it's it's fun when somebody comes in and they're just really excited to come home, and both those guys, um, they are, and and look, they're fantastic players, and they're going to be great in the community, which they already are in this community because you know they have an affinity for it, and and uh, we're really excited to have both those guys, and and maybe this will alleviate some of the criticism I get for not drafting LSU players. <laughs> well, Mickey, we really want to thank you. You've been so generous with your time. We really appreciate it. We want to wish you continued success. All the best for the upcoming season. We will definitely be keeping an eye on Daniel Whelan to see how he gets on. And we look forward to welcoming you and the Saints to this side of the Atlantic uh, in October. Well, thank you. I appreciate being on. And uh, Daniel Whelan had a good day uh, in the first day of, of minicamp. And look, I hope to see you guys at Tottenham. <laughs>